0: This is America Expuesta. America
1: Expuesta. With Josue and Christopher Pena.
0: Welcome to another episode. Hola, ¿qué tal, amigos? Bienvenidos a nuevo episodio de America Expuesta. Estamos aquí con nuestro invitado especial, Brandon Holmes. I'm going to do this introduction as well in Spanish because this is a Spanish channel that we're just running and started with my brother called America Expuesta. Just as a clarification, it's not talking about America. It's uh, America Undercover, which is showing real story of successful people that came from nothing to making a real, real real good business in the world. So I'm here with uh, one of the men that I admire most, who is my mentor, who helped me to change my financial life forever and helped me to become... Top one or top five earners in America at my age. So Brandon Holmes is the our main guest. He's going. He he needed to be the first guest in our podcast. He's the founder and CEO of United Energy. Mm-hmm. His net worth is uh, ten million bucks. And uh, one of the things that I really really like is your humility. Mm-hmm and the time that you're spending right now with us, which is so valuable. Thank you for coming, thank you for being here, and thank you for sharing your thoughts and your story with, with our people.
1: Man, I'm, I'm honored to be here, uh, super grateful. Uh, I think that Google searches off a little bit. Um, I j- I'm just blessed that what's the most important intro is that you said that I was an important person in your life, so that means more to me than anything else that I've ever accomplished financially, whatever. I just, I'm just so proud of you guys. It's so cool to be here. It's amazing to see the come up. It's watching you guys do it daily. That just makes me more proud and happy than anything. And I think the name is really, really awesome. I think I I kind of uh, have a little cheat code. I I took Spanish in high school, like most people, but I really, I love the language. And I I went on a a two-year mission for my church and I learned Spanish and so I've heard that maybe the America Expuesta people that speak English are fearful that you're going to expose America, right? <laughs> but Expuesta, the word is cool because it actually kind of means to uncover, right? Like to to find, like encontrar, to, to, to seek and find and to show. Not sure. to expose, but to show. And I think that you guys are doing a great thing here. So pretty cool.
0: So thank you. One of the things that we... First of all, that I will want to ask you in this podcast is, what are your Spanish favorite words? Favorite words?
1: Words? Words or worlds? Words? Words? Yes. Oof. Uh, <laughs> favorite words in Spanish. So let, let's 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 test your Spanish right now. Okay. <laughs> which is your Which one is your favorite one? Um, my. Fa- so when we were in the MTC or the Missionary Training Center. Uh huh we were trying to come up with fun words that didn't mean the same in English like that meant in Spanish, like phrases. For example, in Spanish, you could say something like, um, like say, like the the say Uh that doesn't translate in English, right? Sure. Or you could say like, Simon (laughs) que si. Simon que si. (laughs) Si, or... so, in English, we have a phrase called raise the roof. Raise the roof? Raise the roof. Like, back in that day, it was, like, something that was funny, right? Uh-huh. So, we would always say, levanta el techo. No, and did you, and my teacher, didn't like, yeah. it did make sense. It doesn't make any sense. No. And I'm like, no, raise the roof. Levanta el techo. So, I know it doesn't make any sense, but uh, that's my favorite, favorite phrase because I made it up and it kind of stuck. And then my next favorite word is... Uh, Alcoholico. Alcoholico? Why? Why is like, that? Did I tell you the story? Uh-huh. So uh, I had been on my mission short time, and I was talking to someone, and we are ministers or preachers, and so people will come and, like, confess to us a lot. And I'm like, no, you don't need to confess to me. I'm not a, not a priest. And he was saying, and I haven't spoken a lot of Spanish at this time, mm-hmm. so my learning, my, um, like, my comprehension was low. So he was telling me, he was saying, hey, I'm, a, I'm an alcoholico," And I thought he said, I'm a Catholic. Uh-huh. I thought he said, I'm Catholic. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, bueno, like catolico is bueno, like, creen dios y llorar. He's like, "See, sí? like, si. Sí? Like, <laughs> so I was talking about being a Catholic, and he was talking about being an alcoholic. So I'm like, do you believe in God? Like, I'm going through the the alcoholic anonymous uh-huh. steps, right? Like, <laughs> which are the first discussions, almost. And so for one hour, una hora, yo creo que el hombre dice <laughs> alcohólico <laughs> y no católico. So <laughs> I love that. Every time I hear that word, I laugh because I just think uh, that, 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 that's a funny story. And that, that made me
0: to remember. And uh, we're going to welcome our unofficial sponsor, unofficial sponsor, <laughs> Red Bull, Red Bull. Always got to have my Red Bull going.
1: <laughs> I have never met anyone in this world who drinks more red bull than you that's not true i i open i open more red bull cans than most but i won't finish it if no? it gets warm or if the bubbles Done. go away i'll throw it away really <laughs> yeah.
0: well and uh another thing that i was going to mention is like um that made me to remember that one day i was working and i started learning english and when you're learning you're confusing words right mm-hmm. And uh, I was preparing taxes. Well, no, not preparing, helping to prepare taxes. And somebody told me, like, do you guys do school loans uh, for the forms? And I say, what's school loans? And school loans means like, budding in like asking in in in, in Spanish, right? school and then I didn't realize that he was do- he was saying school loans not cool, no cool right. you know and that made me like but anyway thank you for 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 you being an example of um of creating a path of leadership in these years that we've met each other and especially when pandemic came you lead us you let us uh, when everything everyone go hide stay in their homes you taught us, let's go work. So we appreciate everything we we we've done is thank you. You know, so we're we're feeling so blessed to follow your steps. So that's why we you motivate us to create as well part of this po- podcast. So thank you so much for, for being here again. Mm-hmm. And um, who is Brandon Holmes? Who is cause I know you as a businessman, as a mm-hmm. friend, but who 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 is Brandon Holmes
1: like? This behind the businessman, I want to know who is Brandon Holmes. That's a tough question, man. I think um, I could tell you what I did today. And that might give you a good example of who Brandon Holmes is. Um, because I think that to, t- to say that I'm a businessman, and I think Jay-Z said it best, is that I am a businessman. I'm not a business I'm not a businessman. I am the businessman. And I think what that means as I've gotten older is I love business. I love work. I love to work hard. I love to I I get up and all I'm thinking about is problems. My brain doesn't shut off. And Mm -hmm. you'd have to interview my wife to get the real story, but I don't stop and it actually is really stressful. And, it, and when I was younger, I really um, had a problem with dividing my time correctly. Mm-hmm. And I just allowed my passion, which is work and not like shoveling ditches. But if that's what's needed, I'll do it. Sure. But it's it's figuring out problems and processes and seeing how to help things go from one to two. I don't stop on a project until it's done. Mm -hmm. Like if my house isn't clean, I will go around the home at 2 a.m. and clean it because I just don't like things undone. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like this morning, I got up at at 615. I took my daughter to, to school. And when we go to school in the mornings, I say all my affirmations. I say I love myself a hundred times with her, with my kids. We power up. Uh, I come back. I meditate. And today I was pretty tired, so I actually fell back asleep while I was reading. Um, But then I will um, always, first thing I do is I, I always give thanks to the creator for another day and the blessings. I've just been so blessed. And I feel like always making sure that I realize where my position is in the universe mm-hmm. always helps me want to hustle. Sure. I just feel at any time I could be gone at any time. My family could be without me. Yeah. I could lose my ability to produce at any time. And I've had like six surgeries. So I've, I've had to be put in the bed sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, I get, really agitated and irritated because I like to create and produce. And so that's been this, even if my money's up or my money's down, I spend that time saying thank you to the creator to put myself in the proper place. And, but, but I, I spoke, I had an interview today, another one, and I was sharing with them that I actually, and what's so important though, is that I know that I am a divine son of the creator. Mm -hmm. I believe that I am, I'm royalty. I am the literal offspring of Dios. I believe that like in my fibers. So no matter what I do, no matter what my choices are, if some people, some cultures, some churches, some people think what I do is a sin, I think it's a choice and an experience. I feel that, and no matter what I choose to do, that doesn't change who I am as a son of God. If you were born of a king and you were a prince, no matter what you chose to do, you would always be a prince by your royal bloodline. Mm -hmm. You can't change that. You're divine. That's deep. You are divine. You can't change that no matter what you choose to do. So even though I say thanks and I stay humble and I always make sure I know, but I, I know I am divine. So every day I wake up, I put myself in the humility spot, thriving, knowing that I have divinity inside of me, and I'm going to go figure out how to show that today. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, that that's powerful. That makes me move. That's powerful, and uh,
0: one of the things that I really admire because your comment is so deep that I that I want to ask you, like, many people relate failure. With that that's going to another topic, but many people relate failure with uh, making mistakes, mm-hmm. making. Spiritual mistakes. Mm -hmm. Do you think, or what's your perspective on failing when you're probably in a spiritual or religion, you're not doing something good?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I don't believe in very many things are sins. Mm -hmm. And I think that that could be taken the wrong or the right way. there's a lot of context that could be taken. So people have to just feel my heart on this one. Sure. And when I say that, what I mean is, um, when I was 17, I made some choices where the church that I was a part of asked me to not come back. Mm -hmm. So I left the church, right? Mm -hmm. Because of my choices. And I had the whole town really ridicule me, like a scarlet letter. There was a great book uh, that's out that talks about this scarlet letter um, in American literature. And... When you would sin or commit adultery, they would stick a big patch on your chest, and everyone would persecute you, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's how I felt. And at seventeen, trying to manage all those expectations and my parents, and and let my brothers down, and I just felt so much pressure that I cracked. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt like a failure. And in those moments, I learned that I am actually divine. That's where I had that aha moment where Mm -hmm. I didn't, no matter what my choice was, heavenly father, the creator would always love me. Right. Sure. And so in that moment, I actually got really clear that I don't care what other people think of my choices. Mm -hmm. And I actually had to believe that to my core. So if you see me do something and you don't like it, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I, I truly don't. I have zero concern for people's judgment on me and a lot of people in different religious cultures shame or should like you should do this you shouldn't do this and people do things out of fear now if you study religion back in the you know the early you know 1800s people used fear to get money from their people to repent which made it all skewed and twisted yeah but as i've lived my life I believe we came to this life to experience everything. What was
0: the what was the advice that you gave to José last day? You you gotta do it twice because
1: if not, well, how how, how was that that uh, <laughs> that that. Uh, That phrase? Yeah, I said, uh, I do everything in life two times. Okay. The first time you try it, you don't know what to experience, you don't know how it's going to go, so it's all new for you. Mm -hmm. The second time you go in with an expectation and then you can decide if it's for you or not. Mm -hmm. And I've done that with everything. And my life is now an open book, and I feel like that's allowed me to connect with so many people. And after I was 17 and I had this aha moment, and I came, I came back to the church after I studied, when I went on my mission, I connected with so many people who had done the same things I did and felt the same ways I did. Mm-hmm. But because I had experienced that I could reach out to them and say, I've been there and that's why, that's why I'm here because sure. I've been there. I, there's a, there's hope, there's progress. There is, which is exactly what you're talking about with this podcast is being in a very low place. And this was spiritually mm-hmm. to going to a higher place. When I realized that I am a son of God, yeah. and if there is one great commandment, and we'll, let's talk. We can talk about Muslim, or we can talk about the Talmud, the Quran. So if we do want to talk Christianity, you guys are Christians. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's use Christianity because I can take any religion, and we can go down this vein because it's all the same. Which is another interesting deep topic. But if if you take Christianity, and they say that the number one great commandment is to love God as thyself, and the second is like unto it, to love thy neighbor as thyself, right? So love God, love the neighbor, love yourself. Well, if there's one great commandment, then there's also one great sin. And this is the only sin that I believe truly exists, and then every other act falls inside of this sin, which is if in Christianity's beliefs that there was a devil who was Lucifer, Satan, and Heavenly Father, the Father, cast him out. Mm -hmm. He never got a body. He never got to be able to come and experience these things we're experiencing. So if he can get you to do a, a normal function, a normal act, whether that's, that's, that's eating or whether that's, let's call it any kind of sexual sin, if you want to call a sin, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that you do that is a normal, eating is normal. Sex is normal. Mm-hmm. Like. We have babies. That's how people got here. And it's like this taboo discussion, right? Yeah. So if he can take a normal function and make you feel less than the son of God for doing a normal function, he wins. He makes you feel that you're not divine. You're not Worthy. worthy, which that is the sin. If you believe you are not worthy as a son of God or less than being divine or the heavenly father doesn't love you. That's the sin. That's the only sin. Call it food, call it pornography, call it sex, call it alcohol, call it drugs. I don't care what you call it. Mm-hmm. But if you do something and then you feel unworthy of your heavenly father's love. Now, the difference is being in his presence and sure, blessings, sure, but sure. unworthy of his love, which you start to draw yourself away. Then is the sin. Then that is the sin. That's deep. That's the, that's the only sin. That's the great sin. Yeah. If you can master that. Then I'll do everything twice because I'll go try it, and maybe this is for me, maybe it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, back back to some of my roots. You asked about some roots, but so my family is, is Comanche, Native American. We're from a tribe in the plains. We actually come from the Aztec people. When Montezuma came, I'm uh, uh, sorry, when Cortez came, Montezuma took his people up. They hit the Rocky Mountains. Half the people went to the plains of Texas, which were the Comanches. The other half went up on the Rocky Mountains, to show me go shoot Paiute. Cheyenne. Um, We do something called a sweat Mm -hmm. or a Sundance, where we, we show our devotion and our worship to the creator. Right. Well, when I was young, I would watch a sweat and people would go in this little cave like thing. Yeah. They'd come out and they would all be sweating and miserable and look really scary. So I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, when I got older, I got invited to go into a sweat and I went in and it was dark. It was scary. It was hard. And I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. I went a second time And I had the most amazing spiritual experience connecting me to the creator. And I was like, that's for me. If I would have done my first time, I would have never done it again. Sure. And if I was super scared and thought that, hey, that's not a part of my religion, that's something else over there, I'm not going to do it. I would never have had such an amazing experience. So I feel like that's a great microcosm of anything you want to do in life. Because we're here to experience things, touch things, feel things, experience. like it. Not only like it, but see if it helps you become a better person. Person, or that's you. right. That's right. And definitely,
0: those are really, really good um, advices and uh, what you're saying. Because most in our, in our culture, we are always pointed. Oh, you did this, then the life is going to treat you bad. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the most common like idea that we have. For example, or parents, or or whoever, or church, church leaders. They say. You do this, then you're not going to have a uh, successful in business. The life is going to be blah blah blah. So people feel, feel blamed about their their mistakes. Mm-hmm. When I share your uh, your opinion about that, mistakes makes you become a better person.
1: And, and everything.
0: And everything. So how? In you know you know our countries are so poor, right? Mm-hmm. How did you? overcame, or if you have been poor in
1: your life mm-hmm. one day, have you a uh, couple times, a couple times, uh-huh. how do you overcame poverty? How do I overcome poverty? So I think that's why I had spent some time on that first part mm-hmm. is that if you don't truly know who you are as a son or daughter of the creator, and you don't realize that you're divine, then you'll always stay in poverty whether that's mental, physical, social, emotional, spiritual, you'll stay poor. And poor doesn't mean money, yeah. right? Um, that means that you have no hope. No hope, right? Um, what's the word? Pobreza or esperanza. Esperanza. Yeah. No esperanza. No hope, right? So when when in my lowest moments of, of financial poverty, right, um, we had, I was, I was, we had started and ran a company that we did mortgages that I was, had a few partners with, and I was working under a brokerage. And in 2007, the financial markets crashed due to mortgage industry. Well, we were the first ones that got the hit. So we had to close up shop. We lost all of our money. We lost our jobs. My house was tied to that. Um, My cars were tied to it. So they ended up Taking, and, and my wife had just had our second child. So I had a two-year-old girl and, a, and an infant. Mm-hmm. And they, they came and got my wife's Escalade. They repoed my Mercedes. They foreclosed on my, we had a million-dollar home, and the bank kicked us out. So I was poor, like nothing. We had no hope, nothing. I had no job. I had nothing. I, I had a buddy, and shout-out to my friend Casey Baugh. Wonderful person, great guy, one of my all-time best friends. He let me live in his basement with my kids. So I'm, I'm on his basement. I'm sleeping on a couch, and I don't have money to go get groceries for my kids. And in that moment, my brain, I was, like, stuck. I didn't know I was poor. I had no hope. I forgot who I was. I forgot that it was destined and, and designed in me to go create and be powerful, right? I'd forgotten yeah. that. So whether it's spiritual or f- financial, it doesn't matter because my wife, I was sitting there on that couch that I lived on that couch. I slept on it. I sat there. That that couch was, was a painful reminder, but I'm on the couch looking out the window and it was the basement window. So it was like in the window. Well, right. I'm looking at like this metal grate just feeling trapped. And my wife comes up and she shakes me and she's like, what are you going to do about this? Like we need food. What are you going to do? And I remember Being like, I don't know. She's like, well, you are the dragon slayer. Go slay the dragon. So she calls me out in in a loving way. And instead of her going and doing it, she held me accountable to my part of our agreement in our marriage, which she wanted to stay home and raise the kids and I would go provide for the family. So she calls me out. And in that moment, I said, you're right. I am the dragon slayer. I am divine. I am powerful. And I started to say my affirmations again Mm -hmm. and my brain started clicking. So people think that when I went back to the home that we were close kicked out of, Uh uh, I went to my brother, Chris, and I said, Hey man, you can't ask me any questions. You can't tell anyone what we're going to do, but I need your help. He's like, whose car we taking? I'm like, I need your truck. (laughs) I don't have a car. So we took his truck. We went back to the house. We took every light bulb out of the whole house and we took the refrigerator out. Now the bank owns it. So technically this isn't a great story to tell, but it's so far <laughs> gone that it's, I don't think I was coming after me for this. But um, we took those and then I sold them. I had the idea that I could go take these things and then sell it on KSL to go make money. And I did, and people are like, oh, that must be a low moment. No, that was the result of my brain having the first idea of how to get out of my poverty, right? How to break the cycle of being poor. And from, and when that worked and I remember selling the fridge for it was like 550 bucks, I got the money and I was like, I'm rich. Yeah. I can go buy food. I can buy diapers. Like I'm in the game. I'm in the game. I can go take light bulbs and say like, I'm back. Like, and it was just a mental state. So that was when that was the lowest moment. I lost everything. And not only that, but the home, the mort- the mortgage company slapped a $250,000 judgment on me. So not only was I at zero. I was at 250000 That's a lot of money back then. That's not even poor. That's like... <laughs> debt broke. Debt. In debt broke. Right? <laughs> like, that's like so hopeless. So in that moment, that's that's how poor I've been. How did I overcome that? I just remembered who I was. And that's something that uh,
0: our people need to know, right? Like, as you said, being poor is not being without money. Because you can be without money go create something, go grab some light bulbs and go sell them door to door or, or whatever. We're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But being without hope is the worst thing that they, it, it can happen. And I think that that happened to me when my dad passed away. I, I felt so down for a couple years. We talk about that, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you 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 gave me some spiritual guidance uh, like a year ago. And since then I felt like I got hope again. Mm-hmm. And now it became... Wealthy, you know, rich, Mm -hmm. because it's not the money. Money is not important if you if you do not have hope. And I I'm getting that right now when you're explaining the difference between being poor without money or being poor without hope. Right, and that's so so amazing. And how like what what was after the light bulbs? What what happened
1: after you sold the light bulbs and refrigerators? What what do you do later? Mm -hmm. So I had. Before that I had, um, before the mortgage company, we had, uh, knocked, I would knocked door to door and sold dish network. Um, and so I knew that I could go knock doors and sell something door to door and make money quick. So I said, okay, I need money. Now I can go sell stuff door to door by knocking. I can go work and make immediate money. So I called my buddy who was still in the business. Uh, it was Casey again called Casey said Hey man, I need to go sell. He said, Go out to this. So we got in the truck and we drove me and my brother and we drove to Grand Junction, Colorado, and we had um, uh, ten systems, ten like equipment, like we did a lot. We were doing alarms at the time, mm-hmm. and I went out and that was we were there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Thurs on Thursday I sold three on friday i sold four and on saturday i sold one by like 9 a.m and we ran out of equipment and my brother had sold some too so in a matter of three days i had made almost five thousand dollars wow. by just selling and then i after i sold that i went to casey and said hey man can the company give me an advance and just keep i'll take half the money in cash now they can keep the other half i just need money now so i can go get gas I got to get home. I'm still in Colorado. I can't even get home. I'm like, can you, like, Western Union me? Venmo wasn't there. Can you send me the money so I can drive back? I have no gas. So that's how bad it was. But as soon as I knocked and made that first sell, I felt empowered again. Like, I can go. So then when that happened, uh, two weeks later, we got everything ready and we went down to Dallas. We moved my family, mm-hmm. well, like, we had much to move, but we went to an apartment and we went and sold. For that summer. And in that summer, by three months, I was the number one first year rep by that third month. And I had made enough money to pay off that judgment, that negative judgment. The mm-hmm, $1,050. But I had negotiated with the lawyers to have it be 75000 So I paid 75000 cash and they dropped it. And I made enough money to parlay, go home, rent a house put down two grand, and I paid 400 bucks a month, got a home, got groceries, enough to go out to that next trip. So that was a very pivotal moment in my life where the doors saved me and my family from a very bad situation. So if you ever need cash quick, you know, there's plenty of ways to make money nowadays, but that was the fastest way, the most amount, shortest amount of time. And uh, that's
0: that's something that we definitely needed to hear in this podcast because most of our people are like afraid to start a business mm-hmm. because their are only excuses, I don't have money to start a business. How, how do you start a business or
1: start making money when you don't have money? Well, you gotta look at what your resources are. If you have nothing, what are your resources? Uh, it's your time, it's your effort, and it's your brain, right? It's how you respond. So those are the things that you can control. When anything else happens, if everything else is taken away and you have nothing, you have your time. Everyone has 24 hours in a day. That, that's a commodity that everyone gets from the creator. And if you don't utilize that, that's on your own. That's on you. Yeah. Then you have your work ethic, you have your ability to go do something. You can go move your body and make money, or you can go move your mind. And how you respond to those actions, right? Those three things, if you can master how you handle your time, how you, your ethic that you put into it, and how you respond, that, that's, that is. those are the core fundamentals. That I don't care where you're at in life, what you have, what your situation is. If you realize that those things are the only things that you can actually control, tell me what else you can control, really. Mm-hmm. N- nothing else nothing. is in your control. But those things are your stewardship. And if you can go master those things, then the next level, you'll get more things you can control, more things you can control. For example, if you want to start like a a sandwich shop, right? And if you control these things, then you can go get bread and and peanut butter. Then you start putting together and selling it. Now you can actually go get enough orders to go pick the peanut butter that you want. Now you can have more responsibility. Yeah. Then you can go to the bread people and negotiate a bulk buying deal. Now you can control the manufacturing. And all of a sudden, when you're all done, you look at this, and now you have a whole empire. Your stewardship from those three things have expanded, and now you can run whatever layer level of however big you want to go grow your your kingdom and be the real jefe. <laughs> and I want to go back, and I, I wanted
0: to show you guys um, – because I, I've talked to, to the, in, the, in this podcast about you, the way that we went to your office the first time back three years ago. And one of the things that I asked you was, remember, like $50,000 mm-hmm. if, if you want me to, to work for you. Yep. And I was $2,000 negative with uh, used clothes and everything like that. And I didn't have money back then. But I knew that I had something to control that was my, 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 my sales skills, right? Mm-hmm. So, when I, when I asked you $50,000, I definitely have nothing to lose. So that's why I asked you. But uh, then you said something that changed my life. That was, remember what you told me? Which part? Um, no. No? I don't want to, I don't want I to, I won't give you any, any money. I mean, I can give you right. money, but if it, over time, I will make my, I mean, being you, I'll <laughs> make more money. Then you you can make more money if I teach you how to make fifty
1: thousand dollars yep. in a month. I said I'll give you I'll give you two choices. One, I give you the fifty thousand, but I'm gonna have you pay me back for as long as you work for me. So that fifty K is actually gonna cost you like five hundred K in the next five years. Yeah. Or and that's how money works, that's how you loan money to banks. And I was telling you about how banks work. That's what interest is, and that's how you're gonna to have to pay me back. So either I'll give you that, which will cost you this, or I'll teach you how to go be the bank. Yeah. Which one do you want? <clears throat> and, and you pick this one, which is the right choice because I'm going to give you the money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, yeah, teach me how to make
0: $50,000. And that week I made $8,000 mm-hmm. the first week that you told me. So I was so grateful that time. And I didn't have any product to sell, but you did, right? Mm-hmm. I found somebody, something that I needed to sell. And, and I found a mentor. So one of the things that I recommend everyone is to find somebody. No matter where you are in life, you need to find somebody to to teach you. So that's why now podcast has been uh, have been creating created to show people how you did it, how I did it, and in that way we are cranking it up more the results that we are looking for. Mm-hmm. So um, another question that that we had in this podcast is what what do you like. About working with uh, with Hispan- Hispanic culture mm-hmm. in in your company, is there any more Hispanics? How how does it work? How how do you feel about working with us? Yeah,
1: so um, I know that I'm I'm blue eyes, blonde hair, whatnot. But like I said, my family we, we come from the Azteca people, so I've always I always have I feel most comfortable around not white people. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's strange, but um, I, I kind of grew up in a very diverse um, culture, and so for me, now that we have a couple companies, our company right now I, I don't have the exact stats, but we are plus seventy percent um, Hispanics that work for us and the reason is for two reasons: the first one is that most people that come from a Hispanic background are are not afraid of work they they work hard um, and they'll do with the job, right? The second one is that most people that come, and I'm I'm not putting out sweeping generalizations there, sure. but most people have a sense of family. Uh, we grew up in multi-generational homes. Grandmas live in the house, brothers live in the home. Like Everyone kind of lives together. And um, we take care of each other, right? So... The concept of family and loyalty and hard work is what I admire and what I really enjoy because those are the two most important things in my life that I value, loyalty, family, hard work. And so I feel like for the most part, most people that come from Latin America have that, have those traits. It's interesting. And...
0: For a multi millionaire CEO of a multi millionaire company, was the what's the worth for United? Was the um, value right now
1: of United Energy? So we haven't had a, a recent valuation, but the last valuation of United Energy was thirty four million and then our installer was fifty six million, so comfortably you could say eighty million. But we that was that was almost uh, six months ago.
0: Eighty million. So with a company of $80 million, does somebody needs to have a
1: university degree to work for you? I don't think anybody in our company, <laughs> other than the finance people, have a degree. Um, I, I think I might be the closest one. And I, I have four credits left to get my degree, so I was close. But um, yeah, not, not one of our people, I think, have a degree. Yeah, because we're so, like,
0: um, of the idea that nobody will hire you if you don't have a degree. Mm. And uh, for me, like, saying to my community that I don't have a degree, that I've never attended the university, I'm weird, you know? Well, even here, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, But people don't realize how powerful they are, or people don't try something new because they're afraid of not being study on the on the university what what are your suggestions about that topic with, about education and university because education and university are in the same
1: branch but not yeah on the same yeah no today's society's changed so so crazy we are now in the information era um where you can get information anywhere literally anywhere from anyone at any time you can hop on google you can see what you could see what my net worth is. You can see what, um, the, uh, 163,000 times, 289 and 62% is of five pennies. Like you can go, you can see anything you want to. Mm-hmm. Right. I could look up what Christopher Columbus's blood type was, right? Like the information is crazy. Right. Um, and so I'm a huge advocate of education. I learn all the time. I read two books every Month. I read 24 books a year. I've been doing that for almost the last seven years. And so my ability to get educated is greater now than it's ever been. The college system, the, the way that most educational systems work is so backwards, mm-hmm. where you go in debt to get an education where the cap of that degree will give you less than 1% of what you owe back to education, to that doesn't work. That's a horrible investment. Student loans is the worst investment out there. I don't know. It's great for the bank, <laughs> but no one, that, that's the worst business model ever. Like, go, go spend X amount of dollars to make less than 1% back. That, that's ridiculous. That's horrible. So I feel that that education through the standard universities, the schooling systems now Mm-hmm does not do what it should because most jobs that pay the most do not require a degree now if you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor sure you need certifications and you need proof of learning great go get that done but even after that point i coach a few doctors and dentists that come to me and i teach them how to market their business and i'm I don't have any degrees, but what I do have is my experience now, and I have over 15 years of marketing businesses, and they can learn that from me. I can teach them that, and they get to go use that and become more successful. So the money is made in the experiences. That's why we're here, again, on this earth, to have these experiences, and it's most valuable than anything else. I would like, like, uh, if you can
0: share... One of the last uh, things that I would like to ask you is affirmations. Most people don't believe in affirmations. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, with a lot of success right now, you still make your affirmations, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Like, can, can you tell us about more about that? Um, my whole existence is a routine. And the thing about my routine is that I build in, like when someone has a routine, they're like, ah, oh, it's scary to me. I build in the thing that people like about routines is they don't think that gives them freedom, but a routine and a schedule gives me the ability to accomplish everything that I need to do. So from being the CEO of United energy, uh, being a founder CEO of our builders company, um, I have investments in over 18 different food and beverage companies. We have oil wells, we have solar panels, we have, um, I've got three NFT projects that I'm involved with. I have all my other investments, the crypto, the, uh, we have mobile homes, we have real estate, I have stocks and bonds. Like it, Everything I have to do in a day, I touch all those businesses every day. The only way I could do that is if I had a very tight routine. But I also build in leeway. I build in the ability to pivot and move. So that's the first thing I would teach people is when you go build a routine, build in 20% leeway that you can have time to stop, breathe, sure. reset, say affirmations. So I don't know if you wanted me to give you my routine, but I kind of started at the beginning of this with making sure that I connect. And here's how I'll summarize it quick. We are all spiritual, mental, physical, social, emotional beings. If I take 30 minutes every day and I connect with those parts of myself every day. And that's my main routine. And then I go to work. So I I plan my work and then I go work my plan. And I have the general's tent or the chief's teepee where I go make my, my game plan. And then I go out on the battlefield and I go battle it. Right. Mm -hmm. And with all those different things I have in the air, some people I was telling my, I got my haircut today and the, like like, how are you even going to get your haircut today? Like with everything what? tell me about what you're doing. And I just said, I am very disciplined with what I'm doing. Um, but I also give myself the ability to have flexibility. And that's, that's a huge thing I've learned through the years is I used to put a routine in and then I would get so frustrated when I wouldn't accomplish everything I would crack.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you get that busy, when you get that many responsibilities, you're going to drop the ball on a lot of things. And that's okay because you're dropping the ball on the least important things. And then things start taking priority in your life. And then you'll see what things you need to add in your routine and take it out. Sure. But adding in flexibility. Second question you asked me was my affirmations. And I spend every day. Here's my thing that people are like, well, affirmations don't work. Yeah. One, that person is, <laughs> has never done it. They've never done it. They're, you can't. You can't go find me somebody that is super wealthy and ask them if they've done affirmations. Here's what I'll say. Everyone that that's has money or success in any avenue of their life, they either, they've all have done affirmations or they haven't. Anyone that doesn't do it, they all have never done affirmations. Hmm. So what's say that it doesn't work. Right. Who cares? Yeah. What's the worst that's going to happen? Like, what's the, why wouldn't you not do it? You can't tell yourself, I love myself a hundred times without smiling. Why would you not want to smile? If that's the only result you get is that you feel better about yourself, then do it. Even if you don't feel better about yourself, say it enough until you do, because you will. Everyone's like, I don't do it. But then you're not doing it. You look in the mirror, look in your eyes. Tell yourself, I love myself a hundred times. And a few things are going to happen. One, you're going to break down and start crying because you realize you don't love yourself. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's okay. Start working on it. That's good. Two, you'll believe it and you'll get powerful. And three, you'll start figuring out ways to go manifest this love for yourself for other people. So if that's the worst thing that happens, then go do it. And if the outcome is that you may get rich or you may not, okay, but if you don't do it, you definitely won't become wealthy. Why not just try it anyway? Then? Just try it. Humor me. Sure. I tell my, the guys that work for us when we knock doors, I'm like, say I, if you get a door slam in your face, say I love myself 100 times for the next door and then 100 times for the next door. And if you don't make a sell in five doors, I'll pay for the cell. <laughs> and people are like, oh, well, try Well, then go try it. I haven't had one person that I've ever had to pay on that ever.
0: Because it's so powerful.
1: It is powerful. So then I've got enough empirical data to prove everyone wrong that says differently. And if you don't even care about my data, then why not? Sure. Por qué? Por qué no? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Por qué no? What is the... What, yeah. Crazy. And uh,
0: what? what is the... If you can say just one advice to our people who are suffering corruption in our countries, who are suffering... Um, of the pro- poverty, I always, ha- I have a hard time. Remember that time that I was, that we were doing a podcast? Mm-hmm. You told me that we're poverty, but I still, like, I'm struggling with pronounce
1: it. How do you say that again? Poverty. Poverty. There You're you good. go. You got it good.
0: When 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 people are suffering, when our people are having a lot of poverty, no hope, which is the worst thing. What is your suggestion to those who are listening to you in uh, Hispanic mm-hmm. and in Spanish uh, community?
1: Yeah, first it's, it's realizing who you are. Again, we, I can't hit this enough right now. I've, I've talked to almost a dozen people this last week, and this seems to be a really important theme right now, is people have forgotten who they are. Almost everyone I've talked to, I've had to remind them that you are divine. And you are a literal son of God. You're royalty. Don't forget it. And and I feel like that might that's a big thing in the world today. Um, second, know your three resources time, your effort, and the way you respond to things physically, mentally. If you know those things, go control those things. The world is your oyster, the it's your playground, the, the possibilities are endless, right? And so um, my advice is that once you get to that point, so once you believe, you know who you are, you've said these affirmations, you've got your schedule dialed in to for success, and that even maybe you do those you, you connect spiritually, physically, social, emotionally, mentally, you connect 30 minutes a day, and then you go to McDonald's, or you go digging ditches, right? I always tell people, if I had to start over, I'm good. I do not care. If I have to go work at McDonald's or I have to go dig a ditch, I will be the very best ditch digger that you can imagine. I will dig more ditches faster, deeper, wider, harder until they have no choice but to promote me. Hmm. If I go to McDonald's, I will flip more burgers. I'll make the very best burger. I'll make it look just like the the commercials. (laughs) I'll have it done. I'll sweep the floor. I'll mop it. And when the manager comes in, he'll have no choice but to promote me. And then I'll be do his job better than him. I'll take his job. And then the regional will have to promote me. And then I'll finally get a sit down with the CEO and I'll, I will own that franchise within a year. That's, that's how, because I'm royal, I am divine. You can't stop me. I've already told myself that I will go do that. So in every one of my business, everything I do, as long as you have time and you have effort and you can control the responses positively right that's again we could talk hours on that then go do it time is your asset time is your resource but the effort that you put into that time is the difference between me and you Hmm. that's it i I will put more effort i will work harder i will go harder in that same 24 hours i will go higher and lower i will i will put in more effort well we all have that same timeline so anyone, anywhere in life can go make that happen. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Brandon,
0: for, for being here. I think it's, it's been a, a great time having you here in this podcast. Thank you for the time. I, I, I still don't understand. Well, I do, but it's it's hard to imagine how you handle things and still have time for us to come to our new podcast and make time for us and and have some words to our people who are, Wanting to listen, because I, I told the first episode that we had that we were going to have a Brandon Holmes, the man who who helped us to to became from like negative to to what, what we are right now. Yeah. So it's a it's a really blessed that we have you here, that we have you here. So thank you so much for being here. And uh, uh, please listen to our podcast. Follow Brandon Holmes. We're going to follow. We're going to leave you the link below. Vamos a dejarles a link abajo de la descripción para que puedan seguir aquí nuestro querido amigo Brandon Holmes, who is the CEO of United and our friend and our partner. So thank you. Any other word, Brandon?
1: Yep. Follow me at bholmes.life. That's on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, bholmes.life or the bprint.life. So check it out. Website, bholmes.com, bholmes.life. And I'm open. I, I mentor and I coach people just like we did with you guys. Through anything in their lives if if they want to get After it so check it out thank you This is America Expuesta America Expuesta With Josue and Christopher Pena welcome to Another episode